0: Most of us carry some type of bag in our car. A get-home bag or a general-purpose emergency bag, even a 1st aid kit. But what about if something happens while we're at work? What if we can't get to our car? We'd have a medical issue with a co-worker. It could be a fire. It could be an active shooter or a tornado. What would you have that you could use? What would you be able to do? Today, we're going to talk about how to prep at work. Hi, y'all. Welcome to episode 391. We're here to help everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Whether it's a natural disaster like a tornado or a hurricane, or a lockdown, or inflation, or food shortages, you need to be prepared. I'm Krista.
1: And I'm Mark. And today we'll be talking about prepping at work. If you'd like the episode notes for today's podcast, go to practicalprepping.info slash 391.
0: Okay, it's time for the big announcement. The one that we've been teasing since Monday.
1: Yeah, we teased it on Facebook and we've actually had several folks respond and comment that they were really looking forward to it. Well, here is the big announcement. You want to tell them?
0: The big announcement is Mark has retired from law enforcement. And this is kind of a big deal around this house. We actually tallied it up. Mark has served in uniform as a law enforcement officer in the entirety of his scope, 24 years. And he has served as a first responder, which includes his law enforcement, his central dispatch, his firefighting, his paramedic for a total of 30 years. So Mark has retired and we are excited because now what are you going to do? (laughs) You think you're not going to work anymore. Oh, no.
1: I know I'm working. I'm just dropping from two full-time jobs to one full-time job, and that other full-time job is writing and podcasting. She said retired. I'm actually still a law enforcement officer until the end of the month. But I turned in all of my equipment today. I turned in my car. I turned in all of the fun toys that they've given me to play with.
0: Oh, that kind of broke your heart, didn't it?
1: There's a couple of things I'm going to miss. But anyway, I'm going to be writing and podcasting full time.
0: And I have a honeydew list for you as long as your leg.
1: Oh, I know. I know. And if you've ever seen me, I'm six foot four. That's a long (laughs) leg. And (laughs) that is a long list. It's
0: a long list.
1: Now, what it's going to do is it's going to help us to have better episodes. It's definitely going to help me write better episode notes. We're going to reprise the newsletter, Woo-hoo! and we're going to get started on our next book. So that was what the big announcement is, is that I am retiring from law enforcement, and I hope you share our happiness with us. Now, let's get to the episode.
0: Well, let's get to it.
1: Now, this episode assumes that you have a GHB or a get-home bag in the vehicle if you drive your vehicle to work. But now, if you don't drive your vehicle to work, you could have a get-home bag stored at your place of work. You may be one that carpools. You may take the subway. You may take the train. You might walk to work. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is cover some items you should keep in your place of work It could be in your locker, it could be in your office, it could be in your cubicle, it could even be in your desk. But here are some things, and we're going to cover today, that we believe you should be keeping at your office.
0: And in general, I think we're going to go down the list of things that Any good prepper, whether you're new or advanced, you're going to have these on your radar. And that would be a first aid kit, your basic first aid with your Band-Aids, antibiotic cream or ointment, some antiseptic wipes, gauze, tape, that sort of thing for your first aid kit.
1: Yeah, these are the things that you can just grab out of your desk when you have a boo-boo.
0: Sure. I mean, it's going to happen at work. But, you know, sometimes people have severe cuts. Mm -hmm. And before they can get to the emergency care clinic, they need to have some way to dress that wound. And that'd be a great thing to have.
1: How about some OTC meds, over-the-counter medications?
0: Oh, yes, definitely. I want to keep my pain reliever. Uh, Some Imodium, in case you have a stomach situation that just wants to let go. Some antihistamine. I've kind of been hitting that here lately myself because the allergy situation in our region of the country is severe. And also something for your stomach. Omeprazole or some antacid, some Tums.
1: Something for heart.
0: A heartburn or acid attack. Here's another thing to keep in your emergency stash at work, and that is some emergency food and water. You know, some non-perishable food items that you would normally have in a get-home bag, like energy bars or some small canned goods, mixed nuts, bottled water, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and you said canned goods, and in my office, I would keep things like potted meat. I would keep vitamin You had little, had little fruit cups, too. Uh-huh. I had little fruit cups. I had... Popcorn. I had all kinds of Mm -hmm. stuff in there that I could grab for a snack. We've experienced food shortages in the grocery stores from supply chain issues. Now we're hearing from farmers how food harvests are decreasing and will likely get smaller. We could find ourselves staring at empty pantry shelves or standing in food lines. Yes, it could happen in America. That's why survival food is more important than ever. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriot Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good-for-25-years super survival food. This is that next-tier level of food storage we've talked about on the podcast. These kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant, and stack easily. They have delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes, just add water, simmer, and serve. Right now, you can go to FourPatriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. They're called 4Patriots because a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to FourPatriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off. That's FourPatriots.com. patriotscom Use the code PREPPER. Start building your stockpile today.
0: If having crystal clear, clean water is important to you, either every day or in an emergency, you need to look at Pro One gravity filter. Pro One filters over 200 contaminants out of the water, including microplastics. It also filters out fluoride without having to buy an additional filter. We have the big plus three-gallon gravity system, and we use it daily. We can really tell a difference in the taste of our water. The tea and the coffee, everything tastes better. There is a right-size Pro-1 gravity filter for your family from whole house systems right down to the refrigerator pitcher. Order your Pro-1 today. The link is on our website at www.practicalprepping.info.
1: Here's one that we talked about rather extensively not long ago. And that is a flashlight and extra batteries. Well,
0: sure. I mean, there's places at work that might be dark in the middle of the day, or you might be at work overnight.
1: Or if the power goes out.
0: Right. And you, if you're in the darkness, it'd be awfully nice to have something in your pocket.
1: You know, a lot of buildings have those lights that automatically come on. And then some but don't. But a lot don't.
0: <laughs> a lot of them don't.
1: Here's one that I've found myself using quite a bit lately, and that is a power bank And a charger cord.
0: Yeah, that's just sort of a given with the amount of devices that we all have to use at some level at our work, at most workplaces, maybe not all, but at quite a few. Just having that backup cord has really saved us many, many times. Mm -hmm. And that power bank, too.
1: Absolutely. Now, keep a copy of your emergency contact list there in your desk.
0: Yeah, something that's off a device.
1: Yes, print it out.
0: Yeah, if, if your device fails and everything is on there, you're kind of yes, so you are kind of
1: suck. Yes, you are. Do
0: do have a printed list of your emergency contact folks.
1: How about some personal hygiene items?
0: Yes, like hand sanitizer, some regular tissues, wet wipes, those types of hygienic type things that would be very mm-hmm. helpful to have.
1: Now that covers some of the general stuff. Now let's look a little bit at a few specific things in case of a fire or an active shooter. We see more and more active shooters, and you could be cut off from the normal route of escape.
0: Well, think about how you would escape your office. Let's just create a scenario. Let's say that you have an office with glass windows. Well, Evacuating through the window is certainly a possibility if you're on the ground floor.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work if you're above the second floor.
0: No, if you're, yeah, if you're, uh, you know, if you take an elevator or several flights of steps.
1: If you're on floor 10, forget this idea. But But
0: if you are on the ground floor and have a window, in fact, we'll give you a scenario. Our son-in-law is in a corporate office on the ground floor, and he has a roller shade with a chain lift. And he has actually put a glass punch Mm-hmm. Device, Little tool, and he has wrapped it loosely in the chain of that roller shade. It's right there at his window. And he has explained it to us that if he needs to barricade inside his office or if he gets cut off by fire or some other type of disaster where he can't run out the regular doors, he can reach for that punch that's already there at the window. He can punch the glass and then hop right on out.
1: Yeah, it's spring-loaded, and all you have to do is just put it against the window and continue pushing, and it will snap. And this is good for fire or active shooter. Those are the two things that I can think of that you might not be able to get out of your office. Here's another one, and this is... IFAC. That is an individual first aid kit. Now, this is more than the boo-boo kit. In fact, IFAC normally conveys the idea of a particular set of tools inside that. One is a tourniquet. You need a tourniquet and learn how to use it. An Israeli bandage. This is great. And, And these are the kinds of things that might be needed after an active shooter.
0: You're talking about some sort of trauma
1: This is trauma a trauma kit. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a trauma kit. Has many of them have hemostatic clotting agents in them, bleed stop, mm-hmm. things like that. Gotcha. Sterile bandages, gauze pads, rolled gauze, adhesive tape, trauma shears, gloves. And interestingly, most of them have a first aid manual in there. But that's not the time to be reading the manual. You need to already know how to use these things and what you're going to do.
0: Exactly. Just to, you know, put a finer point on that, with a trauma kit, the types of things that you have named, you've got to be familiar with and trained in how to set a tourniquet and how to release and reset. You've got to know how to use uh, trauma shears, things like let, that. Let
1: me interject there. We no longer release and reset a tourniquet.
0: Oh, really? I no, thought you did.
1: no. I sit corrected. You put it on, you write the time that you put it on, and you leave it on. Hmm. No longer do we release and reset. I see. Okay. All right. You may get some tissue damage. It is possible. But I'll take tissue damage with a saved life.
0: Yeah, Yeah, understood. Right. But I guess the point being... Don't wait until the crisis hits before you Mm -hmm. crack that manual open and start reading. Mm -hmm. Become familiar. If you're one that can step up and do a little bit more in the case of like being an on-the-spot medic, then you'd need to have some training and some skill. So get that.
1: But don't be afraid to try if it happens this afternoon and you don't have the training.
0: Yeah. Better to try than to not Do what you possibly
1: can. That's like I said about CPR. If you don't. Know how you're to do it, go ahead and do it if it's me laying on the floor.
0: Well I'll tell you, with with you can get nine one one dispatchers on the phone. They will walk you through CPR. They they and will. it's not a mouth to mouth anymore. It's no, no. it's just hands on.
1: And we said nine one one in other countries it is other digits. And I think I saw one that was two one one. And so other whatever Your emergency number is three-digit number to get help. They can walk you through that process.
0: Something else to have at work in your emergency kit is a small fire extinguisher, if they don't already have one provided nearby.
1: Yeah, and when I say nearby, if you can't step out of the office and get it within about 10 steps, I'd probably keep about a a two-and-a-half-pound fire extinguisher in the bottom of Mm -hmm. the drawer. Mm -hmm. It could come in handy. It also makes a pretty fair weapon in run, hide, fight if you have to fight. That's true. The guy comes
0: off-label use. I like it. Off-label
1: use <laughs> yeah. on the nose. Use <laughs> yeah. you boom. Know. You just it's a good weapon there you if you cl- need it.
0: Clunk a bat down. And a on lot of hate.
1: places say you can't have a weapon in your office,
0: but you can have something. You can clunk you can somebody have on a the fire head.
1: extinguisher. <laughs> Another thing is a, is some type of emergency communication device.
0: Of course, we're thinking handheld ham radio is the first that would come to our mind to be able to contact somebody, especially other ham radio operators that may be assessing a dangerous situation on the outside of where you are. Mm-hmm. Even a portable battery-operated radio where you can receive the information, even if you can't speak on it, if you can receive information, particularly if there's been a disaster an explosion a train wreck you know something that was just inadvertent and unforeseen
1: and something that your building is locked down
0: right so you you might you might be you know so close to the danger you need real time information so be able to have a way to get that
1: there are many things that we can do to be more prepared at work just think through your situation
0: also Talk to your HR or whoever is in the supervisory position, if that's not you, and ask what the company policy is on evacuations, safety routes, safety procedures. Those types of things need to be clearly defined and understood so that if something happens, we hope it doesn't, but if it does, there will be intelligent action can be taken.
1: Yeah, and you need to make a plan for work just like you make a plan for home. And then work your plan at work and do the things that will keep you safe. Now, if you find value in today's podcast, would you consider giving back a little bit and buying us a cup of coffee? You can do that by going to practicalprepping.info, click on the link to buy me a coffee, and we certainly appreciate that. And we look forward to being able to spend more time with you as we have entered this new stage in life of retirement. I remember my dad saying after he retired, he didn't know when he had time to work an eight-hour job. So
0: So busy.
1: I think that's the way it's going to (laughs) wind up with me.
0: Well, you'd rather burn out than rust out.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Anything else you want to add before we go?
0: Well, friend, you know what we always say, stuff happens. Stay prepared.